Welcome back to He's on Fire podcast, episode nine already. Crazy. We've only been in it a month and we're at episode nine. And guess what? Arizona Cardinals are three and oh. It wasn't the prettiest, it wasn't the best. I was worried. I was texting the guys that are about to come on in a minute. Are you still drinking the Kool-Aid? Are you still drinking the Kool-Aid? So we're going to find out what their answer is coming up very shortly. I am very excited to talk about everything that's been going on in the NFC West because a lot has been going on. I'm excited about it. You should be too because we have a huge matchup next week and it is time to exercise those damn demons that are the Rams. He's on fire podcast. Let go. I get a little bit more hype on that every time we get a W. And we had one this past Sunday, and I want to bring in the guys finally. So here we go. Jay, Amit, how are you guys doing after that crazy, crazy game just a little over 24 hours ago? Man, 36 hours maybe at this point. Feeling all right. Uh a little less confident than I was uh, over after week two, but uh, I, yeah, we're three and zero. Yeah, exactly, we're three and zero. I couldn't be happier. Uh, first three and zero start since twenty fifteen, and that was a really good year for us. So, yeah, we'll we'll get into it. Ahmed, how are you feeling? Did we lose him? Did he just freeze on live national television audience? There he is. You there? Yeah. Sorry uh, about that. We had to reconnect. Oh, no, you know, you're good. We, we heard you're clicking. You're good. How are you feeling about the 3-0 start, bro? I mean, like I said, like one of those should be a loss. Uh, if you were betting on this last Cardinals game, uh, what was it, seven and a half, where's the line ended? At the halftime, you're probably thinking this is you're, you're losing your money, right? Um, but this is the second week in a row where we've seen the defense actually clamp down in the second half. True, true. Points and minus then, the six, six. Uh, you, you, uh, you, you, you might need to reconnect, bro. You, you are, you're going in and out. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna remove you for, for the time being. We'll have him reconnect in a second. Um, yeah. So Jay, I texted you in the middle of the game, like I think right before the 109 yard field goal kickoff return. <laughs> I think it was right before that. And I was like, are you drinking the Kool-Aid? So, Jay, are you drinking the Kool-Aid still? Are you drinking the week one Titans Kool-Aid? Yes. Uh, uh, not not so much of the, you know, how how I was feeling after the Titans win. But, 
Uh, f- first of all, like don't kill Matt Prater. Uh, he was like two yards off that field goal. Uh, so, ball. yeah, and you know, big guys are chasing after Agnew, one of the best returners in the league. So, Back. like, so it, it's gonna happen, you know, but. Uh, don't kill Prater over that. It's not a big deal. We came back and won in the second half. Cliff and the whole coaching uh, coaching staff uh, stepped up on the defensive end, and uh, Kyler was great for the most part, except for that stupid interception that he threw into double coverage. Uh, like uh, this, man. this is are a we, are we going to expect that like every game now because he's doing that. Man, I, 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 yeah, I, I, let's touch on that. Like, dude, double coverage. Double freaking coverage, and he does it again at a time where it felt like we were getting the momentum, could go up 14 nothing, could really put a stranglehold on a game. And here we go throwing into double coverage, trying to do too much. Amit, do you think he's going to do that every game now? I think so. I feel like that's what he's doing. Uh, I mean, he's make, he, his accuracy has gone up. His poise has gone up. But he's making those Brett Favre throws now, dude. And remember the picks? I mean, he threw a wow. pick six last week. Yep. Right? So, I mean, he's just, he's, he's feeling himself. He's feeling himself. And, um, I think he's just, he's got to find a way to, 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 maybe it's not this year, but he's got to find a way to just hold off on those throws. Uh, Kyler right now, uh, he's, uh, second in the league and, uh, and, uh, NFL, uh, completion at, uh, 76%. Wow. Uh, yeah. So I believe he's, uh, right behind, uh, Stafford. So he's throwing the ball pretty well for the most part. It's just those those stupid picks, like unnecessary sure. forcing it. Just th- just throw it out. Or, and uh, if you go back to that interception, he he had the room to run. So yeah. yeah, he's trying not to run. So I appreciate that, Ahmed. I like your point about the Brett Favre interceptions because no matter how many times Brett Favre turned it over, you always trusted him. You always thought you could come back. You know what I mean? There was never a doubt with Brett Favre. So that's a very interesting take. And I kind of want to want to ponder that a little bit. Meanwhile, the running game really couldn't get going. But James Conner just looks like the better back through three weeks. Would anybody disagree? Am I off on this? No, he's more physical. Um, I think. You know, trying to give the ball to Rondale more is, is uh, you know, it depends on the defense you're playing. Um, I think, you know, Chase Edmonds still is kind of like a – he's like a scat back yep. in a lot of ways. Yep. He's, not, he's not your typical three-down back. James Conner has, has shown that he can catch the ball out of the backfield, which is good because, I mean, you know, that's what we need for him to do. Better, better he's only 25 too. years old. Yeah, better blocker. Yeah, better blocker. He's only 25 years old. So um, he's probably the best blocking running back that – Kyler's hat, right? Ooh, wouldn't you say? I mean, yeah. I would say after, so. at, at this yeah. point, I think he's better. He's more yeah. physical than Kenyon Drake was for sure. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think you know, I think yeah, we didn't get the yardage that we probably wanted, but we had pretty good balance from run to pass, and we got the short yardage plays on the goal line, which mattered. So um, and so let, yeah. let, let me bring it up real quick we only had 91 yards rushing as a team and i came into this week wanting the cardinals to just ground and pound it like let's get over 150 yards and run the damn ball didn't so much do that but here's the interesting tidbit both teams or both teams excuse me both players chase edmonds james connor each had 11 carries james connor had 43 yards 
Chase Edmonds, 26. And that's a 3.9 and a 2.4 average. Like, that's not much. But James Conner had the longer run. James Conner had the two touchdowns. I'm just liking what I'm seeing more. And uh, what, did, what did JV just say right here? JV says, when it comes to Kyler's interceptions, I'd rather have an offense that has the occasional interception rather than an offense that is not able to move the ball. 100%. I agree with that. True that. 100%. Good take, JV. Yeah. I think we both, I think all three of us want uh, perfection, though. And we're not going to get it out yeah. of Kyler Murray. What uh, uh, what Darth Voida, John from Suns Jam Session said, you know, I really wish he could throw over the middle because it seems like he's taking instead of three, four, five step backs, it's like seven, eight, nine. So he can get that extra room to throw over the middle. Uh, Ahmed. Yeah. We were talking about running backs real quick, and I dropped those numbers, and we were both agreeing that James Conner is more physical. Do you think he's that number one back right now? Well, he's what we got, at, right? So I think we're gonna have to we're gonna have to find ways to use the running game differently because I think it's pretty predictable when we do it. Um, I think, and I, I hate to say this, but I think if we if we can do that RPO um, a little bit more, like we didn't re- we haven't really seen it that much this season at all, right? Um, you know, and I think we could use that a little bit just to keep the defense guessing a little bit. Cause I think Kyler, what he had three carries for 19 yards, I think. Um, and one of those was a seven, touchdown seven for 19. Oh, was it seven Seven oh, wow. for 19? Okay. So, I mean, you know, I, yeah. So, I mean, obviously they, they cut off the run game. I think, you know, we're going to have to see what we can get from James Conner, but I really, he was featured in uh, Pittsburgh. I don't know if they had a better offensive line when he was there. But again, he's only 25 years old. He, even though he seems like he's been around forever, he's a good running back. And I he's agree. a physical guy. He's a big dude. He can block. He can do. He can catch. So um, we just got to either feature him a little bit more, um, which I think – and that's something that Kyler did this week, which he's been doing. But he spread the ball around a lot this week. I yeah. mean, you know, and then maybe that was because DeAndre was hurt. But – um, you know, he spread the ball around a lot. And it's nice because when you do that, it's going to open up the field – for Hopkins when you need him. So um, as long as he's, you know, in the right position, but which, you know, we could talk about that where, you know, he's just on one side of the field, you know, running kind of meaningless routes half the time. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, we're going to have to work with it. I think we just have to figure out the running game a little bit more. It comes back on cliff. I mean, I think this game was kind of a, a, a regress back to last season where just some of the play calls were just confounding. I completely agree. And Roy, I wanted to shout you out Saturday night and talk about your Razorbacks, but you didn't join us. I didn't see you on there. So I don't know if I can give the Razorbacks any love for beating Texas A&M right now. But they look good. They are the surprise team in the SEC right now, and I am pushing for them because I'm always going to to go for the underdogs, bro. I'm always going to go for the underdogs. So in the SEC, go Razorbacks, man. Uh, woo pig suey isn't that what y'all say down there like i am all on board with arkansas right now and your falcons won bro you must have had a really 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 good weekend so props to them props to them they didn't look good but neither did the giants and so that doesn't really matter oh he said he was asleep see really wanted to shout you out i was excited i had a few stats for you that i can't remember at this time but if i if i have them i'll pull them up roy i got you um, and thank you guys for 50 subscribers right now. That That is awesome. For one month into a podcast, you know, not really going as consistent as I'd like right now. That's definitely coming in the next week or two. But really, thank you. Appreciate it. Please like, subscribe, share this out. Go to Anchor, 
subscribe to the podcast for the audio portion of it and donate any money if you guys so choose to help keep this podcast going for the next few months. Big things are definitely definitely happening, but we've got Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Playlist, all the good stuff. So subscribe, listen from there as well. Yes, you guys do have Jordan next week. And now we're really going to find out about Arkansas. Uh, Jay, Arizona receivers, Christian Kirk, killing it this year. Seven receptions, 104 yards. A.J. Green, five for 112, his first 100-yarder as a Cardinal. Chase Edmonds, we just got done talking about James Conner and Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds has seven uh, receptions for 49 yards. That's just as impressive. DeAndre Hopkins, three for 21. Max Williams, three for 19. James Conner, one for 10. Rondale Moore, two for one yards. It's kind of weird what Rondale Moore had. It looked like they were definitely keying on him, which is totally fine. It opened it up for other players. I'm totally good with that. But we know that D Hop isn't well, or else he would have, you know, he would have exploded on these types of games. But what are you seeing from the receivers right now? Because to me, it feels like pick your poison. What do you think, Jay? Uh, we have a lot of weapons that can go off at any time. Uh, b- before uh, we started this podcast, uh, me, uh, me and Evan, we were talking about what. Uh, what are the the weaker points of our team currently? And it it was the offensive line, uh, our corner position, and Christian Kirk. And Christian Kirk, for uh, how long has he been in the league? Like four years now? Three or four years, I think. It's no, like two. Year. Two? Is it his no, fourth his, year? No, his rookie year was, was Josh Ro- was uh, Josh Rosen. So this oh, is his fourth year, okay. man. Fourth year. Fourth year. Yeah. So, like, he's uh, he's been uh, he's been wildly inconsistent uh, for the last three years. And like, I yet like last year, I wanted I wanted to trade him. I wanted to get somebody else. And he's really shutting me up this year. He's averaging like uh, fourteen yards a catch. He's not dropping any balls. He's his route running. Uh, his route running. He's gapping people. Like he's looking really good. And how this offense is laid out uh cliff is seeing like anybody can just spark up and just dip and it's, rondell moore carried the last two games christian kirk did a great job and aj right. green uh, with this game so i know larry's sitting back happy for his team and stuff but i i, I think he can step back and hand the mantle over to maybe Christian Kirk to lead the offense in a sense because Hop, he, uh, he hasn't really gone going yet, but like soon as Kyler finds him, it, it, it's over. So D has got to get, D has got to get healthy. I mean, it's an embarrassment of riches. It really is. Amit, this is a good topic to just continue about how good our receivers have been. And, and Christian Kirk is actually the top slot receiver based on PFF in the mm. NFL right now. He's he's the perfect spread offensive wide receiver because you can play him anywhere. You play him in space, and now he's making these elite catches. Um, he's really grown as a as a player, and he's a and he's a Valley kid too, which is freaking awesome. Um, but I'll just say this: I know Hop is hurt, and I've been telling you guys, just wait. Fitz may come back if Hop is 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 hurt, and he has to take a leave. Maybe we see Fitz, but I got to think like. Maybe the Rams, but has there been any team that ha- that has had three All Pro receivers in the in, or Pro Bowlers? Because I think we have a potential to do that this year. Um, Pro, Bowl granted, is, it, Pro Bowl is something. I, I I I know there's been quite a few that have three receivers going a thousand yards plus. 
I just yeah. don't know. But about they all made the Pro Bowl. I don't believe so. Yeah, because I think we have the potential for that. From what AJ Green did this game, and and what he's been doing this season, and all, we obviously Hop is the best, and then Kirk has really stepped his stepped up his game. So, you know, I think we we have, and then and then we have everybody else can catch the ball too. I mean, Max Williams is now that that league player. Go figure. Um, and then right out of all the tight ends that were supposedly going to be the next big Gronk or whatever whatever we called them, right now we got this guy. Um, in fact, did you guys see Dan Arnold got traded to Dan Jags? Arnold got traded? Yeah. I'm thinking about Troy Nicholas in my head right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's it's pretty funny. But um yeah, I, I mean on the offense, it actually is funny because like if you look at the stats, it kind of reminds me of the Suns last season, where it's like, well, yeah, you know, Crowder will have 30 or something or hit eight threes and or or you know, Aiden will have like 25 and 10. And like it's just like whoever's feasting, whoever gets gets the opportunity whoever gets gets space is just taking advantage of it and kyler murray is finding them the offensive line looked better i didn't see the tackles getting beat left and right the holes weren't really there for the running backs to go through but offensively can we talk about cliff kingsbury's play calling at what point on third and one fourth and one third and two whatever the hell it's going to be are we going to stop doing RPO and just line up, get a fullback in there, and bust them in the mouth, man? We have the best center for that, right? You could put J.J. Watt in that fullback. Yep. We have big guys that can go in and do that. You can motion out uh, Max Williams to get there. When are we going to mm-hmm. run some pistol? When are we going to have Rondale Moore on one side, James Conner behind you, and Chase Edmonds on the other side? When are we going to see that? These things that Cliff Kingsbury is doing is a huge detriment to our team, which is why I was so low on them to go into the game. You saw it when we were attempting a 68-yard field goal, you guys. Even K1 afterwards was like, what did you think about going for the kick there at 68 yards? Kyler Murray's like, I was wondering why we were going for the kick. Like, come on, Cliff. You have to continue to evolve. And I, he's doing that. I don't think anybody can say he isn't but he's going to be the thing that holds us back. Yeah, yeah he is. Sure. It, it, yeah. I mean, I think like it's going to come down to like, like I always say, it's like the last two minutes. If Kyler has the ball and, and Cliff, Cliff is out of his ear, then we have a chance. But yeah, I mean, and that was probably about the same distance where he made that Buffalo Bills throw. I'm sure. Right. Um, where Kyler threw the Hail Mary. I'm, I'm pretty sure we're probably around the same part of the field where they kicked from. So, probably. you know, I mean, that kick was stupid, dude. I mean, we all we all knew he wasn't going to make it, right? I mean, the, the, he was not in a dome. He was not in Denver. It, there was no wind. You're in a muggy, like you're uh, like a humid place. Like the ball is not going to go. So, and then especially it looks even worse when Justin Tucker makes that that. Uh, how far was that? Sixty-seven. Six. Six. Sixty-six. And it barely got over. And he's the best kicker in the history of football. So, you know, I mean, it's funny because on Twitter, people were just killing, um, killing him because did you guys see that, that, uh, that Dolphins play where they're on their half yard line and they threw a, a wide receiver screen? Oh, yeah. 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 And they were just like, that's Cliff's play. <laughs> like in those situations. <laughs> I love you know? it. So, yeah. But that's yeah. what we're, that's what we're joking about with him. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury is, the blemish, the black eye on the team. 
I don't really know how to describe it, but at the same time, how many games in a row have we put up 30 points? Yep. Yeah. So it's hard for me to still be mad at him, but when he does such obvious stupid things, you're just like, what the hell, man? What are you doing? Jay, what do you think of uh, Cliff Kingsbury, the college coach? Um, I, I, first, I wanted to touch on uh, the offensive line. Uh, I came out today that uh, uh, the Arizona offensive line has only allowed uh, seven QB hits, which is the least amount in the league right now. Hey, and, you'll take and, that. Hey, and uh, how much is that? How much of that is Kyler, though? Right? Uh, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, obviously. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Him running around and shit. But uh, yeah, but the game on Sunday, there was only one QB hit. So the addition of Ronnie Hudson is definitely in our favor. Noticeable. Yeah, it's very noticeable. And uh, to go to the cliff point, uh, his play calling is definitely a lot better. But yeah, it's the obvious shit. You know, like any average NFL fan can like, like predict what he's about to do at the the twenty five, like you you know like he's just super predictable and I I just wish he was more maybe a complex coach like Shanahan or or Harbaugh or just just like play calling like that you know but you know I, like I I'd love to see more motion I would really love to see more motion you know why not I was watching the Green Bay San Fran which I want to touch on a little bit more later on. And they were talking about they use motion like 60 or 70% of the time. And why do they do that? Because their coach said when Shanahan, when somebody motions four or five defensive players have to adjust. He was like, why wouldn't I do that every single time? Why wouldn't I do that? So come on, man. Like Jesus, it ain't that hard. Throw in some motion for being an offensive genius. I am not impressed. I am not impressed. And I continue to be not impressed. But at the same time, we have 30 points again. So how much is it me nitpicking and being pissed off at the play calling? And how much is it like he's trying out different things or, or something like, you know what, you know what I'm talking about, Amit? I think he's trying out different things. I think he's trying to figure out, you know, cause he has new personnel this year. So he's trying to figure some things out with them. But I mean, yeah, we had 30 plus points, but one was a pick six, right? So we actually only had 24. And um, sure. And I, and, you know, and I think also with that, you know, Cliff, I mean, he, I don't know what he's committed to. I haven't figured out what he's committed to yet. Last season, mm-hmm. last couple of seasons, it was the run game. We're very consistently, even if it was Kyler, two years, the majority bro. of the run, last two years. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like last two years, like we're committed to the run and Kyler's going to be a big part of the running game. This year, it's like, well, we got to keep him healthy because when he wasn't healthy, we saw what the record was. You know, we were like three and four, whatever the back half of the season. So he's trying to keep him healthy. But at the same time, you know, it's not the same running game and it's not the same offense. And like you said, with the motion, like I'm seeing these formations. I'm like, OK, it's cool. We're, we're using some different formations, you know, five out, but nobody's in motion. Now. Yep. You know, or or it's like JJ Watt in the backfield, and we got this kind of wishbone thing, but nobody's moving. Like it's just like we need to have motion. You have to have motion. The only time you I have- see ro- uh, motion 
is when we get the ball to Rondale Moore and he's exactly going to run right in front or right behind Kyler. You know what that play is. You know what that play is. That's about it. And then, and then it's an RPO from there. Is he going to toss it to him? Is he going to hold the ball and run or try to make a play? That's, that's all the motion that I'm seeing, man. It's frustrating. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You got to put somebody through just for that jet sweep, like RPO thing to just put an extra fake in there. Yeah, and then you can you know you can run the RPO with Kyler and, and James Conner like on that fourth and one last game when we got stuffed or third and one sorry I mean if you just put somebody in motion it uh, changes the whole entire play. We have the speed to dust anybody on the edge, so that yeah. like it, it, just throwing in an extra like motion an extra yeah like an extra fake like we'll do a lot. I mean. Like who's gonna stop Kyler on a full run or or Rondell and it, even D Hop? Like D Hop's speed is very underrated and like like he'll be the edge real quick. So I definitely agree with that on it. Did you guys catch that? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. So what's the, the calling on that? Like um, so it was ruled like we got the ball, so it was fine. But I'm assuming it's like. You got to play where it lies. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to assume that's what it is. Like, it is what it is. If the ball hits the ref in an NBA game, it's still live. Like, go for it. But it did look like he was touching out of bounds at while he was touching it. So I'm not 100% sure. But we got the ball back. But they still called it a muff punt. Mm Mm-hmm. They they still called it a muff punt. So there it is. That's the official ruling. So there's nothing we can do about that. Defensively now. Defensively, oh, Roy wants to know King, Cliff Kingsbury versus Arthur Smith. I'll, I'll take Arthur Smith, and I don't know much about him, bro. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who that is, but that's, that's the co- that's the coach of the of the Falcons. Uh, JV says we're nitpicking, oh. considering uh, Matt Nagy. Agreed, but what are we trying to do? Just like get to the playoffs and be a good team, or are we trying to elevate it and and be a Super Bowl contender? If we're not trying to be a Super Bowl contender, I don't know what the fuck we're doing. That's my mm-hmm. level of everything, every being in me is at that level all the time, championship or bust. As the year progresses, we can reevaluate. But that's what I'm trying to get get at. And we're nitpicky, but his decisions are going to cost us. I think they're going to cost us the game against the Rams. But before we get there, defense. Defense looked okay in the first half. Technically, we gave up seven points. I really don't think, you know, obviously you can't, Hold the field goal, 109-yard return on them, but seven points. Uh, second half, they had one really good drive to start it out. It was the – somebody tweeted it out. I forget who it was. They said, oh, it's the obligatory can't stop the other team's run and they'll score a touchdown type of drive. And I'm like, mm-hmm. holy shit, yeah, that's correct. Every single Arizona Cardinals game, there is one drive where we get absolutely gashed on the ground. And that was it. That is something I'd like to see fixed, obviously. But they had 159 yards rushing on the ground. Trevor Lawrence had 27 yards. James Robinson had 88 and a touch. Carlos Hyde had eight for 44 yards. So they were they, they were cooking, man. They were doing it from different sides. And once you saw Trevor Lawrence getting those seven, eight, nine, ten yard runs, I was like, oh no. This had the makeup to be a very, very different type of game. Thank God for Byron Murphy and taking it. All back, two interceptions, one for a pick six. So star of the game for me was Byron Murphy. Yep. Amit, what did you see from the defense? 
I didn't, see, actually, I didn't see JJ Watt or Chandler Jones, though. I didn't see them. No, he did. So JJ Watt did actually put that pressure on to he create did, that, that pick. Correct. Six. Correct. Yeah. He did that. Chandler Jones, uh, didn't he call or he he covered he recovered that fumble in the end of the game. Correct. Uh, I don't remember who created the fumble, but he recovered that fumble. And I think he had a, t- a tackle for loss, like he stuffed a running back. But there is some problematic things w- against the run game because we've now seen it two weeks in a row um, where we just haven't been able to stop the run, even though they're different schemes. And imagine if we didn't get that pick six and Jacksonville continues to run the ball. It's a totally different game, right? Like we're fighting for our lives in that game because they had to throw the ball and Trevor Lawrence just isn't quite there yet. And their offensive line is pretty bad and he doesn't really have any playmakers outside. So, you know, I mean, and that's why like, you know, they, the Cardinals were seven and a half favorites going into the game because, you know, on the road on an East coast game in the morning, I mean, it's like, how often do you see that? You never see that. Right. So, so, I mean, you know, that, that's what, that's what odds makers think of Jacksonville. And, um, you know, we should have won by, by 12 points, which we did, but it all came down to that pick six that really flipped the game around. Um, granted we should have never kicked that, that ball, you know, at 68. So who knows? Right. I mean, it's all, you know, it's all Monday morning quarterback in it right now. Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, Jay, I want to throw a few numbers at you real quick. And we talk about our defensive line and how great they were and the linebackers specifically in week one. Since then, our secondaries had to do quite a bit of work. So let me give you a number here. And then, Ahmed, I want to come to you. Jordan Hicks was our leading tackler with 12 and a sack. Marcus Golden only had the other sack. So nice to see Marcus Golden get up there. Uh, where'd he go? Chandler Jones did have three quarterback hits. So obviously probably a couple pressures. JJ Watt, no QB hit, no sack, no pressure. Jordan Hicks was our leading tackler with 12. Then Jalen Thompson was seven. Marco Wilson was six. Uda Baker was six. Isaiah Simmons was six. Robert Alford with five. Byron Murphy with four. Ain't no defensive lineman in the top one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And the top nine, number 10, Zach Allen with two. Tell me what do you think when I tell you those uh, stats? Uh, like beginning of the season, I would think the pass rush would be carrying us heavy. But obviously our secondary is playing really good football. I haven't had any complaints about uh yeah exactly right like that was like our biggest worry to uh to start the season but isaiah simmons is doing his thing i'm glad uh uh, hicks and um marcus golden are getting in there uh but like we just need we like we need to really work on the uh on the running game because this three game stretch that's coming up uh you know rams cleveland and the niners like Niners always average like 90 yards rushing. Uh, you don't really want to give that up. Then Cleveland has the best running back room in the league, but Kareem Hunt and uh, and Chubbs. And I forget the Rams running back, but he's really good as well. So they got like, so- Sony Michelle and uh, Henderson. Yeah. Yeah. So like, like these three teams are very consistent, uh, consistently good with the running game. So like I like I really want to nip this in the butt as soon as possible. That's why we're sort of nitpicking what's going on. But our secondary, for the most part, that they've been 
handling their thing, you know. But we suck in the zone. Let's just stick to man. I'm so yeah. sick of the zone. <laughs> it, zone. it is frustrating. It's so frustrating. All these blown coverages. Like we just need to play man. Like, yeah. You got to switch them up yeah. to keep you off guard. But Ahmed, when I tell you about all of those stats, what comes to mind for you, man? I mean, the the one is Buda Baker, right? Like he has not been making as many plays this year. And I think Simmons has been taking over that role. So he's playing a That's different a good, part of the field. Is that a good thing in your mind? I think it is. I think mm-hmm. he's taking away Facts. something. I think Buda Baker's taking away something from the field. They're they're aware of his presence and they want him not near the play. Um so I think, you know, we'll see we'll see against the Rams. The Rams is a perfect test for us. Um, because we're going to have to, we're going to have, like I said, the running game hasn't been good. So uh, running defense hasn't been good. So we're gonna have to see how we do against that. Um, I think the secondary has played really well. Like I'm actually, like you guys remember, I was saying we're going to play, playing a lot of guys that don't have experience and Byron Murphy has stepped up. Mm -hmm. Marco Wilson has played good. Um, Robert Simmons. Don't forget about Alfred. Yep. Alfred played really good. I think the thing with him was like, can he be healthy? Because when he's healthy, he's really good, um, and he's proven that. And then Simmons has been has been uh, uh, you know lightning in a bottle too. So I think we've got some guys out there that can cover. Um, I think we just got to get a little bit more pressure than we've been getting the last couple of weeks. What pressure? Yeah. What pressure? Well, because let me, let me. We're, we're letting we're letting everybody just kind of run freely right now, and it's really annoying. Uh, JV, in zone. yeah, JV, you asked about uh, DePaul basketball. I honestly don't know too much. You guys have been down in the Big East. Uh, looks like you got a couple studs uh, coming back and Charlie Moore and Javon Freeman Liberty. So, I mean, I'm always rooting for DePaul because I, I liked Quentin, Quentin Richardson when he was there. <clears throat> and he went to high school with my wife. Q? Oh, word. Yeah, Q. Word in Chi Town? And Whitney Young, Whitney Young Magnet School right in the city. Hey, that's dope. Yeah, I mean, I'm always kind of rooting for DePaul, but <laughs> I got a question. Have you guys seen the Arizona State Sun Devils? Uh, I don't know, whatever it is that's out there that they're saying that they need to change their name to the Sun yeah. Angels. Have you seen that? There's a petition is what it is that's going around. And I got to say, if there's a petition for the Sun Devils, there needs to be a petition for the – uh, for uh, for Duke, and there needs to be uh-huh, one yeah. for you know the New Jersey, uh, yeah, for New Jersey Devils and DePaul Blue Demons. I'm just I'm you know just the saying. thing that the thing that really bothers me is Hawaii had the coolest name. They were the Rainbow Warriors, yeah, and now they're just the Warriors, right? Yeah, there was. And I'm like, that was cool. Like, why did you change it? That was so homophobic. Like, why? Yeah. It was cool. <laughs> Yeah, there was. There was and this is the opposite way where they're going the opposite. You know, there just was like a now school like, in California in high school. They were called the artists, and they had to change their name too. I just thought that was funny. Um, yes, the Sun Angels sounds soft. Yeah, I'm sure it's a U of A Wildcat there. trying to get a petition out there to go put it out <laughs> there. But yeah, anyways, this defense and that secondary man, I just can't speak enough about it. This is arguably. Not arguably, this is the best secondary since 2015. Before that, 2011, when Antonio Cromartie was teamed up with Patrick Peterson. Yep. Before that, I'm having a hard time picking a secondary that I actually liked. So this is, in the last 20 years, arguably the top secondary. It's definitely top three. Arguably the top one that we've ever had. Yeah, we'll have to see because a lot of these guys, we're only we're we're basing this, this up three weeks of play, but. 
I mean, when we said that about the 2015 team, you know, Kerry Rose, like all these guys had like, they were veterans, right? So at that point, so it's, it, we'll have to see how it goes. But yes, they are probably the best that we've had since that team. And I'm loving it. And again, thank you everybody for watching. We've had roughly five to eight viewers the whole time, uh, a couple on YouTube, a couple on Facebook, and we actually had one on Twitter, our first one actually on Twitter. So thank you for whoever is actually watching on Twitter. We appreciate you. Please like and share this out. So it was a trap game. We avoided it. We're 2-0 and on the road, 2-0 and in the Eastern time zone at the 11 a.m. kickoff, so I guess 10 a.m. local Valley time. 1-0 at home. We can nitpick about all these different things, but the true test is coming on Sunday. Amit, you were going to be at the game. I want to know one mm -hmm. thing first. What is your gear going to be? What are you going to be wearing to show off your Cardinal pride? Yeah, so I, I ordered because I, I was going to wear my Fitz jersey, but then I was like, you know, it's I like to keep it clean. I don't want to wear it too much. So I ordered a, a, a Kyler shirt. Mm -hmm. My son, I got I, he's had a Kyler jersey from last season, so he's decked out. I got a few Cardinals hats. I got that one right there. I'll probably wear that with it. Um, is that a gray one? I think yeah. I think I got the same one. Oh yeah, this is the fifth uh, oh, fifty year one. one. I don't have that one. That's dope. Yeah, with the gold on the bottom. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm probably gonna wear that. Um, I need a Cardinal face mask. I don't have that, but I, I got to get one of those too. But you um, paint your face red and do the yellow nose. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I sh if I do that, my son's going to want to paint his whole body. So, Oh, yeah. Stay away from that. That's that's bad news. Yeah. So you're going to yeah. be there. You're going to be loud. Are you sitting on a side? Are you sitting behind a goalpost? Or where are you at? I'm, I think I'm going to be – I have to check again. I think I'm going to be around the 30-yard line. I'm going to be nosebleed. Dude, This the tickets are really expensive. Oh, dude, oh yeah. I'm paying $90 for nosebleed. No worries. You're, um, it's the experience. Enjoy it. Yeah. But they have a crazy um, – uh, like teletron thing where it's like wraps around the same yeah, you guys seen yeah, that yeah yeah from the inside so it wraps around um they have some and the experience around the stadium is pretty cool because they have a whole outdoor area that's covered and the whole deal but um yeah it'll be cool man i'm i'm, I'm excited to go to a game i'm not expecting good things uh but um but it, you know it's an experience to take my son and you know celebrate don't uh don't get into any fights with la fans i think no. we we all know about them <laughs> be nice yeah. be polite don't be like that yeah. woman throwing the the that cup Dude, I don't know if you guys fuck that, that lady God. fuck that lady bro Seriously. she hid behind her, her her guy she was just like God. <laughs> cheer hard though cheer hard have you ever been to an nfl game yeah yeah i've been i nice. saw the cardinals when they first came um when la first came back they were playing in the coliseum I don't know if you guys remember, it was like a New Year's Day game. We stomped the shit out of the Rams. Probably it was like 41 point. to 10 or something. And uh, at that time, I think it was like 2017 or 2018. And um, I, we all thought Fitz was going to retire then. So I, I remember recording him catching a, catching a touchdown from Palmer in the end zone um, at the end of that season and thinking, okay, this is the last time we're, I'm going to see Fitz catch a touchdown. Um, and the best player on the field that entire game was their punter. Uh, what the hell is that guy's name now? Heckler? Heckler, he was the best player on the entire just... field. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but um, no, uh, it was fun because the entire bottom bowl was all Cardinals fans. Dope. The entire bottom bowl. It ain't gonna be like so that now. It's not gonna be like that. <laughs> the way the games are priced, but I don't know, man. People are paying crazy money to go to the Suns game, so maybe they'll come out for the Cardinals. You never know. 
but we need to get into this matchup real quick. I personally believe Hecker is Johnny Hecker or Heckler. Yeah, something like that, JV. I Hecker, think you're, Hecker, I think you're yeah. right. Um, St. Louis Rams are three and zero. Sony Michelle looked a lot better. Cooper Cup looks incredible. It's going to be a great test for our secondary. The offensive line is good. Aaron Aaron Donald is Aaron Donald. Matt Stafford is flinging the damn ball all around to all receivers. Van Jefferson, Robert Woods has been, you know, not Robert Woods recently. I expect him to come back at some point, hopefully not next week. I just, with their zone running, with Cliff Kingsbury and his play calling, I don't expect good things at all. In fact, I expect to lose by at least double digits. I hate to say it, but I do. Jay, thoughts on next week's game versus the Rams? Go. So um, I watched the uh, the Bucks versus Rams game. I don't know if you guys did, but uh, like to start the game, Brady and Matt weren't uh, throwing consistently or good. At, uh, but just something about Matt just getting into into tune, like he's just unstoppable, and he has such a stacked team. Like. This is by far probably the best team like in the league right now, besides the Chargers and the Bucks. The Chiefs drop like heavy, so like th- like this team is scary. Um, I'm not expecting like a win per se. I'm not expecting a blowout either. Uh, but I'm gonna stay positive. Like I think if we continue scoring our 30 points, we don't waste possessions. And mm. and Cliff doesn't like do stupid shit. I think we can win this in a nail biter, maybe thirty five, thirty two. But asking a like, lot for our offense, yeah, yeah, that's so, really optimistic. I think that's asking a lot from our pass rush. Yeah, absolutely. Like Matt is really good with like, well, he just has great pass protection right now, and he's comfortable and. Having him comfortable is like the worst, like the worst concoction you can have being on the opposite end. So, so make him uncomfortable. Exactly yeah, what Ty yeah, is saying yeah. here. We really need Chandler and JJ to bounce back. If that defensive line can wreak havoc, we have a really good chance. But they, everything that they run is like, what is it, 68% zone running is, is, is what I saw today. We're so bad. We've been consistently bad. Vance Joseph has been consistently bad against that so that's why i don't like we have the talent we it's 100 there we have the edge rushers we have guys at the middle uh uh jordan phillips and dennis gardeck are available to come off of the well not the pup list i think it's just the injury list just due to COVID. it's only three weeks now so it's not like yeah. the pup which used to be six weeks they can come back i mean that would be a huge lift and we have the personnel to do it we just suck against zone running plays. But if that defense if line, the defensive line can wreak any type of havoc, we actually really do have a good chance to win, in my personal opinion. Amit? Yeah, I think we cannot play zone. If we play Absolutely zone, not. Cooper Cup is going to annihilate us across the middle. Um, we He's going to cover find that two. sweet spot. Yes, he will. We need cover two. We need Buddha in his space doing the things he does. We got to get pressure with four or five guys. We can't send too many guys. Um, the running game, I think, you know, they they just they run the zone and then they do play action. That's 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 their entire offense. 
So if we can stuff the run to the point where they have to, um, you know, they have to throw the ball and it's, and it's predictable, we have a good chance assuming we can get a good pass rush. Um, I think offensively, you know, we're in a little bit better position because the Bucks, Tom Brady, I don't know if you guys watched, but Tom Brady could not move. Like that yeah, guy, no. he's old. He looked old in that game. Like him and Roethlisberger looked really old <laughs> this weekend. And um, we know Kyler can move. So I think Kyler's going to have to be aggressive in running the ball and scrambling a little bit more than he has this season because the Rams can get pressure with four guys. They can get pressure with two guys. So, like, he's got to be able to just, you know, step up in the pocket and just move, run, and then at times look down the field. I'm sure Hop's going to be open if he's healthy or these other guys are going to be open. Um, You know, I think that's the advantage that we have a lot of unknown things that we can do with Rondale Moore in space, with DeAndre Hopkins in space, um, you know, AJ Green and Hopkins at the, at the, at the catch point. Um, if you're throwing it up, um, that, that catch that AJ Green made last uh, against the Jacksonville was crazy, man. Yeah. That, like, was, that was a great catch. Mayor played, right. That was a PI too. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't throw the yeah. flag. Crazy. huh? <laughs> yeah. Just because so, you mean, Tom Brady and Roethlisberger, I just wanted to bring this what up. What the Look fuck? This, dude. I mean, what the fuck, dude? Did you guys what not see that? Fuck? No. This was in the game this no. year. Yeah, Ben is done. Ben yeah. I mean, he's he. they have to bench that guy. That was awesome. But, you know, getting back to Cardinals, I mean, you know, that's like if everything goes right. In my opinion, I mean, with Cliff, we always have to put that factor in. Um, you know, I think we're going to lose. Um, I'm going to the game and I'm saying we're going to lose. I'm paying money to see the Cardinals lose on my birthday weekend. You know, our birthday hopefully they weekend. can pull it out. Yeah. We need to celebrate. Yes, we our birthday to, weekend. We need to celebrate some year. One year, mm-hmm. one year we'll be able to go to a game or something. So yeah. you're paying money to go see them lose. I'm not optimistic. Jay, Mr. Optimism over here. I love it. Like, keep that up. Keep that up. Somebody around here has got to be optimistic, and it ain't going to be me. I think all we have to do is clog the middle and stop the rush because I think 45% of uh, Matt's throws is right down the middle to either uh, uh, Deshaun or Cup. So if we just clog the middle and – and stop the rush. I think we have a good chance. I think we can win in a nail biter. So like, I mean, I don't I think mean, we're going to get blown out. The difference is, is that we've got dudes that can cover in space now. Right. Yeah. So that helps their, their tight end. I had him um, Higby. We got Isaiah Simmons to kind of counter that. I'm curious who's going to play Cooper cup. Robert Woods, Van Jefferson. I feel like we're, we'll be able to do, do good things against those guys. Buda Baker, the heat-seeking missile himself, can go ahead and make any play he wants from anywhere on the field. We've got to get pressure. We've got to get pressure. That defensive line has got to penetrate and make plays and make Matt Stafford not look like a statue all game. You remember mm-hmm. what the game was last year and two years ago against Matt Stafford? Homie went mm-hmm. off on us, man. Yeah. We have to make him feel uncomfortable. Keep them behind the chains. First down is going to be huge because if it goes second and six or even second and five, I don't like their chances. If we can keep it second and ten, maybe a little bit behind the chance, we have a lot better chance. Keep an eye on that. Of course, when it comes to third down, third and 13, third and 14, I'm not comfortable with that still. Mm -hmm. I just 
don't run a lot of zone because if we run zone on those plays, dude, it, they're going to find that gap. They're going to find that seam, that gap somewhere. Cooper Cup's going to yeah. go up, find it, and just sit and wait. And Matt Stafford will deliver him the ball. Yeah. Create pressure offensively. What do we need to do, Amit, to escape with a win, regardless of what the defense does? I mean, like I said, I think I think we got to find a, a better run scheme um, than what we've been doing. I think we have to, in this case, I know I've been saying we got to protect Kyler, but we got to get him in the running game more. Um, we got to make him an active threat. Um, and and I think we got to, like you said, we got to put motion. We need some motion to open up some of those edge, ru- edge running things that we want to do and open up the middle for Connor. Um, and you know, um, I think against the Rams, when they have a pass rush like this, we're going to have to have a pass shorting, uh, a, a short pass game. And I, I think I've been seeing the last two weeks. It's funny. Cause I'm watching, I'm like, am I watching West coast offense? Cause like the way Kyler was just kind of like, just dotting guys for like four or five yards. And I was like, it, we're kind of running like a little West coast scheme right I'm now. I'm fine with that. Yeah. No problem on my end. Yeah, so we, we keep that up, and we get to the goal line, and we know what we can do there. Like, we're, we're good on the goal line. We got so many options there. So, I mean, you know, I think we got to keep the ball out of their hands because their their offense is, 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 Deadly. is really good. So, you know, we got to find a way to just eat the clock. Um, I think, you know, we have the advantage with special teams as well. Um, I don't know if you guys, Andy Lee has been punting the shit out of the ball this season. Oh, yeah. Um. He averaged over 50 yards in the last game, but he only he didn't have any uh, touch uh, inside 20s. But but he's been doing that, and he's been doing that his whole career. So um, was he? I think he was a Pro Bowler last year too. So um, you know, I think our special teams is good. Rondell Moore on punt returns, minus the ref getting involved. But uh, you know, um, yeah, I mean, th- it's going to take a lot for us to win this game. It's going to take a lot of things to go right. Oh, the hearing. Rams might be the best team in football. I picked them to go to the Super Bowl in the NFC. If you look at all the other 3-0 teams, like Raiders 3-0, would you have thought the Raiders would be 3-0? Right. And the right. way they got there is ridiculous too. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And then um, and then the, we got the Rams, and then uh, who are the other 3-0 teams? Uh, I'll, I'll look real quick. Broncos. Chargers? Charge, and Broncos? Yeah, yeah, Broncos. What? Hey, yeah. sh- shout out Teddy. Yeah. <laughs> I love me some Teddy Bridge. Don't don't. Teddy I do Ballplayer. too. Don't don't get me wrong. Uh, I love Teddy Ballplayer and yeah. Carolina's three and zero too. Carolina, yeah, Carolina. Like, with Sam Darnold as the quarterback. It's actually about McCaffrey, McCaffrey though. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, he'll be all right. Yeah. Forty Niners Bills. What? He picked. See that you know, sorry, yeah, yeah. Forty Niners Bills was a <laughs> that's pick. crazy. I picked, maybe the Bills, uh, but I picked the Rams. I definitely thought the Rams would go, and then obviously I picked the Chiefs. I thought it'd be Rams yeah. Chiefs this year, but you never know, and that's why I love the sport. You never know what's going to happen, and there's something about fall and football. I know that you guys don't really experience that too much on the West Coast, but if you guys ever get over on the East Coast somehow or somewhere with some trees, there's just something magical about football in the fall time, you know, and that that September October, you know, maybe it's because you're. It's still kind of good, no matter, you know, if you're on a downward trend or what, there's still hope. Once it hits winter, sometimes football coverage gets really annoying. Like by November, dude, I'm so sick of football coverage. It's it's yeah. all about the NFC East and the Cowboys and 
however long they want to blow Tom Brady. You know what I mean? By that time, there's too much coverage. I'm tired of hearing about it. The Cardinals might not be as good, but football in the fall, man, it is undefeated. I don't know why it's so fucking magical. And I'm a basketball guy, 100% basketball all the way. I would rather watch a Raptors Magic game than a Raiders, I don't know, whoever, Washington game. You know, I just love basketball. Mm -hmm. But when it's the fall time, it's awesome. And special things happened on my birthday. The Jail Mary happened. Kalen Balazs run against UCLA. Uh, there's one or two more other big ones that has happened specifically on my birthday, which is Sunday. And crazy things happen on October 3rd. You never know. I have hope. But we need to turn our tables to something just a little bit different today. We're going to talk about the Phoenix Suns for a minute. And Devin Booker is in protocols. Does that worry you at all, Jay, that Devin Booker is in protocols and training camp starts in a couple days? No, not really. I mean, he's been on the move all summer. So, like, I think it's just precautionary. Um, you know, it's whatever. But uh, I did see uh, somebody in the chat was talking about uh, the unis. Uh, I have been seeing this black, uh, like, off-brand uh, not those ones. Uh, I've been seeing like this sort of sunburst retro one kind of floating around. Uh, it's just Phoenix with the sunburst colors. Uh, it's a really nice uh, black uniform. It looks like that might be uh, that might be uh, the new jersey that's coming up. But uh, yeah, as far with Devin Booker, like uh, I think it's just precautionary. Uh, as as far as everything that I've read, everyone's vaccinated. So that's good. So we're not I mean, know, bullshitting around. So <laughs> I mean, he's he's our best player. I'm not really worried yeah. about it. All the antibodies he needs right now. People are kind of going crazy on some things. I don't really understand why people would really give a shit at this point in the season. Like, it's not like we're in the playoffs. It's not like we're going on a road trip or nothing like that. Let's just pump the brakes a little bit. One thing I did see. I'm very excited about Mikhail Bridges looks a little beefier. Yeah, he does. Put on some pounds in a short offseason. Mikhail Bridges puts on a little bit of poundage. He's got a little bit of muscle in the shoulders and everything that I saw, which is exactly what I wanted for him to do. If he could add 10 to 15 pounds of muscle, it would do him wonders for his game. Now, I went on Sun's Jam session and they asked me which player could, you know, possibly have a downfall. And I said it was Mikhail Bridges because, you know, he's an 86 on 2K now. Everybody's hyping him up to be a Kevin Durant-like player or Kawhi. So I think he's just not going to quite live up to those expectations, but I expect him to have an absolutely killer season. So seeing him beef up like that, you know, kind of got me in a feels a little bit. Ahmet, did you see any of the Mikhail Bridges uh, clips today? I'm going <laughs> to look something up. I saw him yeah. shoulders looking, looking strong, um, but... But you know that's the thing. I think everyone the, the expectations they put on him are one are, are are a little bit you know we don't need to put those expectations. On yep. Him. We just need him to be consistent in the playoffs. You know that's all we need from him offensively. Yep. Because if he just plays the way he did last season, we're good. And you know he's going to get more more notice too for for all defensive team. Um, he's and, toned. I mean he shot you know forty. Look at those shoulders. Forty six percent or what or forty two percent from three. I mean. And he was, I think he was like 46 or 48 from the corner. So like, he's good, man. He, he can expand on, on, um, 
on his, uh, you know, his, his, uh, uh, uh ball attacking handling closeout. Is what he said, specifically uh, and ball same with Cam, they can both work room. on that. Mm-hmm. There you go. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's all he needs. I think, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited to see what we see, what we that get from DA. And DeAndre Ayton said what he I'm, was I'm so excited. It was like Christmas for him when they finally got another backup big. Like, imagine yeah. DeAndre Ayton getting in foul trouble in the yeah. first three minutes and having a completely capable seven foot one with like a seven foot 20 <laughs> wingspan come in and not be able to miss a beat finally. Like, yeah. What we've all been praising for, hello, yeah. James Jones, like, thank you. Damian Jones obviously didn't work yeah. out and you cut him, didn't sign anybody, ended up being our weakness and goes out and he gets the most ideal backup to DeAndre Aiden, right, Jay? I mean, maybe Dwight Howard, maybe a Nerlens Noel, but I think it's this dude. I would have picked JaVel over like any other backup big. Like he runs the floor really well. He has a great post game and he's consistent and he doesn't get injured. So uh like availability. Uh, availability, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Our Achilles heel was when DA got in foul trouble yep. guarding Giannis or Jokic. Like like we we're essentially done. You know, we, we had to put either Tory Craig or Sarge uh, Sarge getting hurt or it's just like like that was our biggest weakness and Javel like like if Diego's out like we're not missing out on anything now like Javel is going to bring the same intensity as DA brings just a lot faster uh, a faster pace so this is a great addition and uh I don't know if you saw uh campaign and Javel uh, they threw the first pitch uh, at the D-backs game the other day uh, I didn't see that. That's dope. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, so, yeah. So Javel and Cam are I heard about like it. fucking yeah. buddies, and uh, Mikel and CP were at the Rams game, and they're hanging out, and uh, everything that's been coming out today, like everybody. Uh, summer like, league. Don't forget about the summer league when they were all just chilling on the front row. Yeah, and Tory Craig came back out. Yeah, and and CP three was at the yeah. uh, he was at the I W he was either. at the the uh, Mercury game. Just the culture we Last have here in Arizona right now in sports is just great. Like, like a loving locker room. Like everybody's clicking. Uh, it, it's just great to see. You know, uh, win, win or loss. You know, I I just love seeing this personally. Did you Did you guys see what Abdul Nader said about going into the Western Conference Finals game? No, I didn't. He, he said. He said, "Quote." I didn't know he was going to do that. Abdul Nader laughed when asked <laughs> about the trust Monty Williams had in him to put him in a Western Conference Finals game after being out for a few months. Like, I didn't know he was going to do that. I like that. I like that. Keep yeah. everybody on your Honest. toes. That's Keep hilarious. everybody ready. Yeah. You know, you're not going to be down on yourself that you're not playing or anything because you never know when you're going to get called up. So that was interesting campaign talked about resigning with the Suns and said, you know, after the series, it was really a no brainer for me. I wanted to come back. Alfred Payton talked about the difference of when he was here before and here now. And just a stark change from the practice facility to attention to details to absolutely everything. Is there anything else that sticks out to you from media day? Did you guys hear anything else or, or look at some tweets during your time today? Amit, let's start with you. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just still hung up on this Devin Booker thing because I mean, like he 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 it, uh, he didn't admit it there, but I think he admitted it on Twitch that he has has COVID. He got it. 
but he won't say if he you know took the vaccine. And at this point, I, I don't care what you think about it. It's a competitive advantage. If your team is vaccinated, you can play in any city. But if you're not, you can't play in San Francisco, you can't play in Brooklyn, and you can't play in New York. So that is like just it's a competitive. So I just want to make sure that he can play in those games because those are three playoff teams, right? That we are going to need him, in. Um, especially in the in, in the Pacific Division. We're going to need him in those games. So, you know, I'm just that that that's the thing that stuck out to me. I'm just like, dude, just like, can you just say you got it? Because we're going to know. We're going to know the players that didn't get it by the fact that they won't be able just to play shot, in those cities. <laughs> Just, just get, get it. it, especially just if you're an athlete. It. Like, yeah. I'm not a professional yeah. athlete. I've never worked in a professional setting, but from all the things that we hear, movies that we see, people that you can talk to, like these athletes are, are injecting stuff in them left and right, from painkillers, you know, to whatever it may be. Right? They're putting all these things in their body, and a lot of it's to recuperate. But they're doing all this, and they won't put the vaccine in. But, come on, man. <laughs> Come on. So a lot of our players came out, said yeah. they're fully vaccinated. Uh, Dario Saric was asked, you know, about watching from the finals and he said it was hard. He wonders if even playing 12 to 15 minutes would have affected the series. I think it could have. There's potential. I thought he was going to be a killer in that series. I mean, when he got injured, the first play, he takes it right to the rack. I thought he was going to be able to take a couple guys off the dribble and do, do what he does best. Unfortunately, it wasn't the case. Uh, Jay, what else kind of stuck out to you in media day? Did you catch anything else? Um, it, like just everybody has positive vibes and ready to get the season started. Everything looks good. But yeah, I, I did see uh, Dario talking about that and stuff. And people fail to realize that Giannis hurt two out of our three big men. And like it would have definitely been a different series if JaVale was with us last year. And we had you know, the talent that we have, you know, currently. So like, I know it, like being in Dario's role right now, being in, like inconsistent stuff, I feel for him and, you know, we're not going to see him play this year. Uh, so it's more, it's positive vibes right now. And I, I just can't wait for the season to start. It's going to be weird covering Cardinals and Suns and all that, but yep. it's going to be good. It's going to be weird. Yeah, it's going to be good. Be baller as fuck. Do you like guys think the bad young thing is going to happen? Mm, no, not necessarily. I think Spurs are doing what they should do. They got a, a contract that is going to expire, and people are going to want him at the deadline, and I think they're waiting for the best offer. I don't blame him for not doing it. It's an opportunity for Jalen Smith. Maybe we don't need to. Maybe he can step up. You know, It's not going to be like Summer League yeah. where everybody's just focused on Jalen Smith. You know what I mean? He's got to come yeah. in 8 to 12 to 14 minutes make an impact defensively. Again, me and Amit have said this before. Imagine having Jalen Smith and JaVale McGee on the floor together defensively. Shot blocking sensations right there, dude. You know, But we're trying to fit a square peg in a round hole with Jalen Smith where he was a perimeter player, or excuse me, he's a post player, and they're trying to move him to a perimeter player, so how well can he adjust? I am disappointed that neither of you guys said anything about Jay Crowder. Did you guys see any comments about what went on with him by chance? So, no, it, it was just, you know, they were talking what to happened? him and he said he's it. seeing a psychiatrist because, yeah, yeah, the last two years, you know, he went to the oh, finals, with the, Heat, yeah, went yeah. To the finals with the Suns and he's 0-2 right now. And so he's 
he's trying to do anything that he can to keep up his spirit mentally and take care of that because he was exhausted and he, and he burnt out. I think we all kind of saw that he burnt out a little bit yet. It was it game one or game two. He had 20, 30 some points and he was just draining threes. It was like six of eight or something like that. So I was surprised to hear that. He said, physically he's good, but mentally I'm burnt out. And it was a grind last year for these Phoenix Suns, man. They had to prove themselves almost every single night. It's going to be a different kind of grind this year. They're going to be the hunted. How are they going to be able to respond? Part of me is like, they had to go out and they had to earn the respect last year. This year, they're going to have the respect. I don't care what the fans say, what the media fucking says, what Twitter says. I don't care about any of that. They have the league's respect. They have the players around the league respect. They have the teams every night. They're going in. They're playing the Phoenix Suns. They have that respect right damn away. They're not playing for that this year. So now they just got to go in and focus on Phoenix Suns basketball. And I think that's going to be a little bit different for them this year. They're not trying to prove a point. They need to perfect their game. But they're going to be the hunted. So it's a few different things. And I'm really, really, really excited for this year. I'm pumped for it. I'm ready for it. But I just want the Cardinals to go for it all, y'all. I just want four wins. I mean... Somebody threw out a stat today that scared the shit out of me about the Cardinals. They said 75% of the teams that go 3-0 and make the playoffs. And I said, shit. <laughs> that is not something that I wanted to hear. But good things are coming. The Cardinals look better. We threw up another 30-burger. ASU, 3-1, and going against UCLA. We're going to find out everything we need to know about this team because we don't know what's going to happen moving into the future. I think we expect. There's a really good I chance know. that we could yeah. be three and three. We play three, three weeks the Rams, and then we play the Niners. I don't even want to talk about the next games after that. Like I just want to focus on the, on the Rams and come out with a victory there. Sure. We have to go three and three in the division. Sun Devils have to only have one more loss throughout this season to get to the Pac-12 championship, in my opinion. UCLA could be it. Herman Edwards ain't coming back next year. None of those coaching staffs are. If you if you listen to the last podcast with Ralph Amson, who was absolutely wonderful, by the way, please go and listen to that for you Sun Devil fans. And the Suns are right around the corner. And if you're a Diamondbacks fan, the offseason, it's the most wonderful time. We don't get to lose every <laughs> single night. We're going to have a good draft pick. Who knows if we're actually going to make any good signings. So we'll discuss that as well, too. A lot of good things in Valley sports. Fall, football, Thursday night football is coming up. Cowboys just beat the living shit out of the Eagles. So the NFC West looks like it's going to be absolutely controlled and dominated by the Cowboys this year. Crazy games with Green Bay and San Francisco. There's just so much going on. We are going to be back with you Wednesday night featuring Romp. 2.0. 2.0. Wednesday night's going to be a good one. We're talking about the Eastern Conference. We're talking about the Western Conference. We are going to name all of the teams, 1 through 15, 16, however many there are in the NBA. We're going to rank them. We're going to see who's going to the playoffs, who's going to win to the divisions, who's going to win the conferences, and overall who is going to get to the NBA Finals, barring any injuries, obviously. So please come back with us. 9.30 Valley time. 
all NBA, all Suns talk, unless some breaking news happens with ASU or the Cardinals. We'll obviously throw that in there. Please come in and chat and enjoy with us. Amit, final words. Where can we find you and uh, leave us with a little tidbit of knowledge like you do? You guys find me here. You know where I'm at. I'm on this pod. He's on FirePod. Just find me here. Um, tidbit. I mean, you know, let's let's uh, you know let let's see what the Suns do this year because I think we may not have as good as a, of a record or winning percentage that we had last year. And the reason I say that is we're going to see a lot of tinkering sure. with lineups early in the season that Monty's going to pull <laughs> off because we have some new pieces. So just don't be concerned if you're not, you know, the one seed by December. Ooh. Because we will be when the season season ends. ends. I like it. Jay, where can we find you? Leave us with some lasting knowledge, bro. Uh, AZ Kiddo, uh, uh, Jay Joyce in the parentheses. That's my Twitter. Uh, I'm really into music and movies. Uh, I I review them there. I'm seeing uh, the midnight release of Venom, uh, uh, Let's Be Carnage, on uh, Wednesday night. Dope. So I'll I'll give my updates on on that movie. But uh, but, – to drop some knowledge, uh, Suns, I think we're going to be a top two seed for sure. U- Utah is a joke. Uh, Kawhi's not playing. Uh, the Lakers have no shooting <laughs> capability outside they're of They're going to break the rim this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're going to break the rim for sure. They're going to build the Clippers, a uh, brand-new stadium with all the bricks. Uh, so – I, Arizona is looking really good when it comes to our two major sports that we care about. Uh, Rams expect a loss, but I we have the capability to win absolutely. Like it all comes down to Cliff's playmaking, Ky- Kyler's decision making, and what JJ Watt and Chandler Jones do behind the line. Uh, but when it comes to the Suns, I'm very excited. I can't wait for basketball season to start. This team looks a lot better. I wish we still had Tory Craig. I I wish we still had Etwan, but I think it's all for the best. So, uh, yeah. I, I completely agree with a lot of that. I am at Coach Evan B on Twitter, at He's on Fire Pod on YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Playlists. There's like a couple other random ones that I don't that I don't even remember. But please head over to Anchor, donate to the podcast. We really appreciate appreciate you guys listening in, tuning in. Love the interaction with everybody. Shout out Roy. Shout out JV. You guys are awesome. Real quick comment. Niners or Seahawks? Who do you got? At at Niners, by the way, at San Fran. That's a really that's gonna be a really fun game. I, I gotta go see it. Really I feel like they they're they're desperate for a win. Um yeah, because they cannot go one and three in the division. Or one so, and two. They could go one and three. They're two and one or they're one and two, right? They're one and two. Jay, who you yeah, got? So they need to. Rams, they absolutely Rams, need sorry. to win this game. Niners or Seahawks? That is hard. Uh, Pick it. Pick it. Time's running out. Who you got? Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. I'm going with Seattle too. I'm going to go with Seattle. I'm going to be on 49ers cutback tomorrow. We record tomorrow. It will be released on Wednesday, it is Quest for the West. Hopefully, we have our Seahawks and our Rams correspondents so we can have a foursome banter about all the best teams in the league because this is one of the better conferences or divisions, I should say, in the league. It is the best. So it's going to be telling for everybody in week four coming up. And we are going to be here 
for all of it. And I can't wait to discuss it. But please come back Wednesday. Talking hoops with Romp 2.0, making our NBA predictions. Saturday night after the UCLA ASU game, we will be here. And Sunday night after the Rams and Cardinals game, we will be here. He's on Fire Podcast. Thank you for joining. Getting a little wobbly. Down, we have